0: Sometimes it can feel like food has an emotional control over you. Well, it's time to show your food who's boss with Noom. Noom uses science and personalization to help you manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology based approach helps you build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. The best part you decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N O O M.com to sign up for your trial today.
1: What is happening? Welcome to the Plus Pitch Podcast, your morning pitching podcast from pitchfellows.com. My name is Nick Pollock. Today is April 13th. Happy birthday to my father. And yes, we are going to talk about baseball. Dre Jameson, when four innings, zero and runs, three hits, zero walks, four Ks, nine whiffs, 35% CsW, 54 pitches. He's becoming a hot topic as you're wondering, hey, wait, hold on. Jameson's in the rotation now with Davies' injury. Is this someone I should be adding? Well, I kind of think of him a little bit like, I know it's going to be sounding crazy, like Brady Singer, where he's trying to get called strikes with sinkers and trying to get whiffs with sliders. His sinker just does not get whiffs. His four-seamer, despite throwing 97, 98, does not get whiffs. So I'm not too interested in Dre Jameson. I think it can work with him, but he's also only at 54 pitches, and he gets the Cardinals, Padres, and Dodgers next. Yeah, no. I don't. I don't want to do that. Uh, I don't see enough of benefit of holding on to Dre' Jameson now um, versus other fun upside guys instead. As you're really not going to get production out of him for a couple of weeks, it's kind of like a stash play at this point. Looking forward to uh, other games from yesterday. Looking forward. What what am I doing this morning? I I don't know. I, I think it's because I'm just nervous. I hear you listening right now, and you have not signed up. For PL Plus or PL Pro. What are you doing? Support the site. It's the best way to showcase that you enjoy all of the free content that we have. Help us create more amazing tools and things for you. So go sign up at pitchless.com slash premium. Thank you all so much. So Jose Rikidi went against the Pirates yesterday. Six innings, zero in runs, two hits, three walks, and two strikeouts. And we're fine with this. He looks good enough. He had two strikeouts, but 15 whiffs. As he pitches for the Astros, a good situation. Big problem. Jays, Rays, and Phillies are next. So not great. He could survive this. Uh, If there's something really exciting in the wire, you can let go of it. But it does feel like once the schedule is better for Rikidi, he's going to continue to have starts like these. Sonny Gray was sick, puked, and then came out and did five innings, zero runs, three hits, two walks, five Ks. That's why he only threw 78 pitches against the White Sox. What a stud. Seriously. Uh, You love to see it. Great to see Sonny Gray performing at his peak. Brad Keller. Oh boy, everyone. He went against the Rangers. And he had a good start last time. He introduced a little bit more of his curveball instead of the slider. And this game, 6.2 innings, 1 run, 3 hits, 1 walk, 7 strikeouts for Brad Keller. 26 curveballs for 46% CSW. Instead of being the sinker-slider guy that we've seen in the past, four seamers and curveballs were 60% usage. It, this is weird. This might be something. I'm just... I don't know. I don't know. This could be something for us to chase. And I... You know, it's early to do this. We know the floor for Keller. This curveball is legit. And... Yeah, that might be something. It might be something. Just at least be aware of it. He's not going to be like in the 60s on the list. He'll be like on the list at like 80 or something. And that's about it. Logan Gilbert went against the Cubs. 6.2 innings. 1 run. 4 hits. 1 walk. And 7 strikeouts. 10 whiffs. 27% CSW. And the slider returned of 46% CSW. And you think, okay. All right. There it is. That's what I've been waiting for for so long with Logan Gilbert having the slider that is legit. Well... He hung the dang thing a ton. They fell in for called strikes a lot. This is not the slider, as you can hear my air quotes, that we want Logan Gilbert to have. So I'm glad that he got the results. And it showcases when the secondary stuff has success, how good Logan Gilbert can be. But this doesn't look like sustainable success at the moment. So hopefully more tweaks happen along the way. Zach Wheeler, ace is gonna ace. We are cool about this. Lucas Giolito, awesome stuff here. Um, six innings, one and run three hits, three walks, and six strikeouts against the Marlins. He, uh, not the Marlins. I'm sorry. The, uh, that was, uh, Zach Wheeler's Lucas Giolito went six innings, one and run five hits, two walks, seven K's against the Twins. His, uh, his fastball sitting 93. We love to see that. The slider didn't get a lot of strikes. It was just a 36% rate. The changeup did well. Uh, this wasn't fully polished Giolito. I'm glad it worked out well. And really, the fastball, having the velocity, really helps him. Um, he gets the Phillies, Jays, and Rays next, which is really frustrating. It's kind of like what Dre, uh, not Dre Jameson, but uh, Jose Architti is getting, just in a different order. I hope that he survives it. Um, it feels like we're not going to be really excited about Giolito until May. And then I'm like, okay, let's go. <laughs> I mean, I, I I want to start him against the, the Phillies. Giulito against the Jays seems really questionable and the Rays doesn't make me confident either. But if Giulito has a slider and or changeup cooking against the Phillies, maybe, maybe we're all right. Eduardo Rodriguez against the Jays, speaking of which six innings, one or run, eight pace runners, three strikeouts. He's back at 93. That's good to see. Good. Um, Good pitch separation. The changeup didn't actually have good uh, a good strike rate at just 45%. He does get an easier schedule with the Guardians and the Orioles next. He's fine. Uh, I wouldn't say that you need to hold on to Eduardo Rodriguez. For quality start leagues, maybe you want to do that as he was at 96 pitches here. We have a lot of other guys to talk about, including Jack Flaherty with a very surprising performance. And of course, we're going to go over today and tomorrow's streamers. and We're going to talk about all of those after this break.
0: That's noo to sign up for your trial today. Jack Flaherty, 5.1 innings, one run, five hits, one
1: walk, six Ks in cores. His fastball velocity is still up that tick that we saw last week. 93-94 on it, which is good. Feels like he's trusting his shoulder, but even better, 10 out of 38 whiffs on his slider. He threw it 45% of the time. That is something I can get behind. Right, a slider that's around 50% usage with a fastball at 93, 94, and now he gets the Diamondbacks. I want to jump in now. I feel so much better about Jack Flaherty now than I did at any point in the past, like six months, maybe like the past, like I don't know, year even. Because this is good. This is like Jack Flaherty of old a bit. Now, sure, we need to see the curveball a little bit better, the sinker jamming right-handers. Fine. But I can, I can take a chance here against the Dynamax. This is the kind of pickup that is not about one start. It's about, okay, we're starting to see a trend. And before it really jumps off the page, um, we might be able to get something before everyone else does. So I'm, I'm actually very interested in Jack Flaherty. We might see um, him jump up a good amount on the list next week. Peyton Battenfield. If you knew who that was before listening to this, I'm proud of you. Maybe you heard it. On the plus pitch podcast yesterday. But right, um, he has a really good cutter. He had 12 cutter whiffs against the uh the Yankees yesterday. 4.2 innings, one run for its zero walks three K's. He only threw 66 pitches. He didn't get a single CSW on 21 uh four seamers. No called strikes, no whiffs on it, which is not what you want to see. But it is a good cutter, and I feel like that will help him survive against the Tigers across maybe like 70-75 pitches as he was at 66 here against the Tigers, so that's okay, and without anything else really supporting it, you know, the forcing were not being good, and the curveballs are all right, um, you know, there isn't really too much to chase, here. kind of feels like a Toby for Peyton Badenfield, but yeah, I mean, it's okay against the Tigers, I don't think he's like the next incredible thing for the Guardians, maybe showcases something new in that start. I don't know, Klain Kershaw is Tatiaga, did well against the Giants. Marcus Marcus Stroman did well against the Mariners. And now he'll get the Athletics, the Dodgers, and the Marlins. Like, you just keep holding on to Stroman. This is going great. Um, Really good slurve and uh, cut. I'm saying slurve because that's what Savant says. But for us, we're just going to label that as a curve. Um, (laughs) Let's go to Rich Hill against the Astros who somehow survived despite zero strikeouts in six innings. How am I going to butter my bread with this? But two and runs and only seven base runners, and that's cool, and we're not going to believe anything about this. Griffin Canning was PLBot's streaming pick of the day yesterday. And guess what? Against the Nationals, five innings, two and runs, five hits, zero walks in, four strikeouts, 15 whiffs, 36% CSW, just under 70 pitches. I hope that the Angels are going to lean in on this. I... he gets the Yankees next Wednesday. I don't think you want to do that because of the limited pitch count, and there just isn't quite enough there. But the slider was good. 6 over 25 whiffs for 40% CSW. There's interesting things here. Only 25% four-seamers for Canning. And at 75% secondaries, I love that kind of approach um, in this day and age, especially when fastballs are not very good. So Griffin Canning could uh, could work out here when he's fully stretched out. I don't really want to take the chance against the Yankees in a limited pitch count next week. Ever Cabrera moving on from five innings to end runs, sure, but eight base runners. Fewer walks. I mean, still underneath 60% strike rate for the fastball, just barely, but still. 15% CSW on the changeup. It's just it's just not enough, guys. Now, Tyler McGill against the Padres was okay. He's not as exciting as he was last year at this time, unfortunately. He survived, but we need something more from the four seamers. Still a down down like one or two ticks from last year. And I just I need that that electricity, and I'm not seeing it here. Mackenzie Gore was a bit of a disappointment against the Angels 2.2 innings two and runs for its four walks. Six K's. I really want this to be the start that vaulted his our opinion of him. And yeah, I feel like we need to see more consistency from the curveball and the slider here. Also the fastball was not nearly as precise as it was before. Um I feel like at some point he's going to have that incredible stretch. I don't know if it's going to be now and next start, but I I feel like it's kind of destined. You don't necessarily need to stash Mackenzie Gore, and it could just be good next start, but this was definitely a step back, and hopefully he uh, picks it up soon. Alex Cobb, 3.2 innings, two earned runs, eight hits, one walk, two strikeouts against the Dodgers, just four whiffs. The slider was not the pitch that we really needed it to be, but really the splitter was so bad. 0 out of 25 whiffs And the whole thing surrounds Alex Cobb's splitter being really good And if that's not really good Then everything he does The sinker, the, the slider, the curveball Well that's a set the splitter So yeah, not fun But he does get the Marlins next And that should be much better Kevin Gossman, ace is going to ace against the Tigers And hey, a sub 1 whip You love to see it, finally For Gosman, 11 strikeouts by the way 20 whiffs, 300 runs But it was 8 innings, so that's okay Kim Waldachuk against the Orioles, still three walks. It was a poor quality start essentially. Six point one innings of three and runs. Yeah, I don't really. I'm not chasing this. Hunter Green, ten strikeouts against Atlanta, but a poor quality start. Six innings, three and in runs, seven hits, twenty one whiffs. Things are good. He's gonna be under a four year right guys. Like, don't worry about this. Spencer Strider was on the other side. Twenty three whiffs, thirty nine percent CSW. He had an annoying first inning. And then, you know, he was fine. His slider wasn't as good as we've seen. Uh Despite the high CSW, it w- it just wasn't as commanded as well as we normally see it. Spencer Strider's great. Jose Ureña, absolutely not. We have Blake Snell, uh, who went against the Mets. And man, his, his slider and curveball just can't get strikes. 50% strikes on the slider. 3 out of 10 on the curveball is horrific. And that's all he needs to do. Like, that's it. The fastball is really good and the breakers are amazing when they're in the zone. Like he just needs to throw strikes and at some point it's going to click. It happens every year, but really I feel I feel like Blake Snell has a Tiara and it, you don't want to have to wait until like July. It will happen before the end of May. It probably will happen by May 1st. I am holding on to Snell because I feel like it's just such a massive impact to your team's when it does, if you want to treat him like he's a prospect, treat him like the number one pitching prospect. If you want to do that, fine. But I think we can all acknowledge that Blake Snell, when he gets breakers for strikes, is one of the better pitchers out there. Like he's a top 20 pitcher the second that that starts, that stretch starts. Because so it's like a I don't know, a 2-5 ERA with a one whip and a 35% K rate or something when that happens. Like, it's insane when that switch turns on. So, gets flicked. Someone should be... Uh, sorry. Uh, Blake Snell should be someone who you should still be holding on to in your leagues. Taj Bradley. Five innings, 300 runs, five hits, one walk, and eight strikeouts against the Red Sox. He got the win here. And then the Rays... Sent him back to AAA. Incredibly frustrating because I'm in here. Um, I love this. Four seamers with intent upstairs. He got a really good uh, a cutter and a curveball here. Getting tons of CSW here. We're talking 64% of the curveball. 43% of the cutter. Not a high whiff rate for them. But really the four seamer is that whiff pitch. He just threw a little too high at times. And Taj Bradley got optioned and it's frustrating this is what the Rays do so just so you guys know when you get optioned you can't come up until 10 days later unless there's an injury right unless there's an opening from some reason that isn't just like swapping so I'm imagining the Rays want to give uh they have a day off next week and they want to kind of give a day off for their uh bullpen game stuff so they're probably are not going to have Taj Bradley for the next one. They just go with Josh Fleming and everything like that. And then maybe they just have a bullpen game for his thing on Monday, and then they can go four-man. So it's their Josh Fleming game. And then maybe Zach Eflin is back. So maybe that's what they're planning on doing here. I'm surprised that they didn't just keep Taj for like one more turn of it. Um, I imagine he's back in May. So you can hold on to him for that. Because I really do think like Taj Bradley should be that that guy but then glasnow returns and then it'll be a healthy five theoretically but surely there'll be another opening here uh for taj bradley so i feel like once he arrives in may he probably will stick around uh through the rest of the year um really upset that they pushed him down i really felt like the rays were like you know what let's actually keep him in this and not do the whole josh fleming thing so silly clark schmidt uh went against the guardians he's not worth your time guys just i'm just gonna say that right now I was hoping the sweeper would be enough. It's not. Yeah. Jansen Juck, absolutely not. Dean Kramer, ah, oh, very disappointing here against the Athletics. So it goes. He gets the Nationals next. And honestly, don't look at this one of 4.1 innings, 4 and in runs, 5 hits, 2 walks, 1 strikeout. How am I going to butter my bread with this? Don't look at that and say, oh, now he can't do it against the Nationals. No, it doesn't. It just didn't go his way this time. Not to say that you should necessarily go out of your way to chase it. He'll be a questionable start possible streamer against the Nationals still. Nathan Ivaldi, 5 innings, Zixern runs, 10 hits, 0 walks, 7 Ks. Against the Kansas City Royals, he was singled out at 18 whiffs, still at 95-96 in the fastball. I do want to see 96-97, just for the record, but he still seems fine. It might you monitor that trend of Velocity was slightly, slightly down, Um, but I feel like he's still good here. And the last one is Chris Sale. Four innings, five in runs, seven hits, two walks, six Ks. Twitch chat was asking a lot of questions about Chris Sale today. I understand why. I mean, he just hasn't been what we want him to be. And the way I see it here is I still feel like Chris Sale has good stuff overall, overall here. His four seamers are well elevated. He's getting sliders for strikes. His changeup is good. The slider, it maybe was being used too much inside the zone. I mean, PLV hates it. It says it was very hittable and then way too far out of the zone. Um... I feel like Chris Sale gets better as the season goes on. And he should be still rostered in your 12 teamers. It's, it's him shaking off Russ at this point. There's going to be a moment where Chris Sale like clicks in and great. It's a tiara situation. It's the hardest thing we do in April is we see these guys who are slow to start here and we feel like we got to get rid of them. Um, I'm telling you, Chris Sale, yeah, I think you should be holding on to him. However, if there's something amazing on the wire, I totally get if you just don't want to deal with it anymore. Uh, I don't think that like Chris Sale is going to be like, oh, hey, it's six innings, ten strikeouts on a regular basis or something. You know, so the ceiling is lower than it used to be. So if there's someone who's just amazing, like someone dropped like Reed Detmers or something, like, yeah, I would rather have Reed Detmers than Chris Sale. But uh, but yeah, for the most part, I think 12-teamers, you still got to hold on to Chris Sale, and it should work itself out. All right, looking forward to today's pitchers. It's a short slate. Um You have... Jeffrey Springs, Nick Lodolo, Jordan Montgomery, Joe Ryan, Chris Bassett. All oh, those are clear starts. Yes, I'm still doing Joe Ryan against the Yankees. Probable start tiers, Nick Martinez as our stream pick of the day against the Brewers. There's also Johnny Brito. It's not a bullpen game for the Yankees. It is, in fact, Johnny Brito against the Twins. I'm actually going to say probable start for this one because I really like the change up and I think he's a little bit more stretched out now. And I just like what he does. I think like this should be a, a positive start for your fantasy teams. Questionable start here. You have Cole Irvin going against the Athletics. That could be a sneaky stream there. Could steal a win as Cole Irvin is a Toby and it's the Athletics inside of a good park. Bailey Falter against the Reds. I don't love it. It's in Cincinnati as opposed to out of Cincinnati. Uh, yeah, I don't love that one. Same with Corey Kluber against the Rays. Uh, I could even conceivably put Corey Kluber in the bottom. Do not start. Spencer Turnbull against the Jays is there, though. Adam Aller, uh, Bryce Wilson is now starting for the Brewers, and I don't want to do that. And Vince Velasquez against the Cardinals. Great offense. You just don't want to do any of those. Tomorrow, Kodaisinga, Sean Manaya, Nestor Cortez, Drew Rasmussen, and Charlie Morden are all in that top tier. I don't really know what order this should be because none of these are aces. Um, and Drew Rasmussen, you could say, is the best one, the hottest one here, but he gets the Jays. Meanwhile, you have Kodaisinga against Athletics. That's great. Sean Manaya against the Tigers. Absolutely with his new velocity. Nestor Cortez gets the Twins, which isn't as fun as the others, but that should still be good, as we haven't seen Nestor Cortez dominate yet, but I think he's fully stretched out now and should be much better. And then Charlie Morton hasn't really done the things we want him to do. He's notoriously a slow starter, but it's the Royals. You just gotta start him. Pablo starter here, you have Brady Singer against Atlanta. We saw him take a step back in his last start, and Atlanta's really strong. Pablo Sandoval, sorry, <laughs> Patrick Sandoval, the Irish Panda uh against the red sox red sox aren't so scary sandoval has looked good enough i think you're going to do this tyler Malley against the yankees i think isn't uh failing enough for us to not start him against the yankees questionable start here is a long one nova synegar is still a toby against the cubs michael walker just had 10 strikeouts now against the brewers cal quattro against the nationals excuse me uh i mean for that one as a toby uh tywin walker against the reds now it's getting a little questionable because i don't really love what tywin walker does that could work out but yeah i don't love it i don't want to chase it in cincinnati uh, Luis garcia could get a win against the rangers tyler wells is our stream pick of the day against the white Sox. i don't think it's too exceptional but this could work out well marco gonzalez hosting rocky road mike clevenger against the orioles trevor rogers against the diamondbacks and martin perez against the astros those last three are riskier than the others while Marco Gonzalez is getting rocky road. And I feel like that should be a decent Toby play. Uh, you have the do not start tier Tanner Halk. I haven't really seen it. So I'm not going after it against the Angels. Justin Steele. Justin Steele against the Dodgers is too risky. Trevor Williams, Massenbaum Garner. Just no, don't do this. Jose Brios, way too risky against the Rays. Johan Avieto, Eric Lauer, uh, James Caprillian. These are all just too risky. Michael Lorenzen is going against the Giants. But it's a still ill situation. Jake Woodford, Austin Gombert, and Connor Overton. No, thank you. But that is it for today. It's a long one. And I hope you guys enjoy it. That is it. So my name is Nick Pollock. And may your bats be low and your strikeouts high.